This is episode three, four, four, episode four. All right. So today we're going to take a little bit more of an in-depth dive into Ashley's life with addiction. So there, this is your official uh, trigger warning. We're going to be talking about drugs, alcohol, possible sexual abuse, uh, pretty much everything negative that uh, could happen. Right. So if we understand if you either a fast forward the episode, skip the episode or stop listening, we completely understand. We just want to let you know that uh, we will be talking about some bad stuff, essentially. Right. Yeah. And this is your official warning. So, (laughs) Ashley. Hi. Hi. Um, So let's uh, let's kind of get to it like (laughs) we did with me. Right. Yeah. Um, So. Tell us about when things started to go, as I would call, south. Okay, so I find that question interesting because mm. um, I I feel like it was gradual. Yeah. So I I like I said in I think it was our first episode. My childhood was really great, mm-hmm. um, and then I got into a relationship with someone who, you know, had their own demons yeah they're doing shit and i was not secure in who i was as a person at all Mm -hmm. um and i think i wanted things out of life that were unrealistic for me in that moment i was just a mess really i didn't know who i was even at 23 when i got with um, my ex-husband i didn't know who i was what i wanted i knew what i thought i wanted right um, and I so desperately wanted to be loved and yeah. to love, which I don't know why I was like that. Um, I was bullied a little bit in high school, nothing major, like nothing to write home about, but like my self-esteem was just shit. Right. And I mean, I was loved at home. I don't know, but I just wanted to love and to be loved. And when I got pregnant with my oldest, that sealed it. Right. I should, I did not recognize how toxic I was. Mm -hmm. I only recognized how toxic he was and how I needed to fix him. Ah, okay. So you're a fixer. You, you, you're a fixer. I am a fixer. I'm codependency, man. It's a real thing. It is. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to fix him. I'm going to take care of him. I'm going to fix him. And we're going to make this family work. Yeah. Well, he had his own issues which is a whole nother episode altogether but he had his his own problems Mm -hmm. and i had mine but i only saw his and i wasn't real either i had to be strong like in my mind i had to be strong because i had i had my oldest which i had to be strong for him but i was so concerned about being strong for him that I didn't allow myself to express that I wasn't strong all the time to the point where when uh, we got divorced, one of the things he said is that he didn't know, which I think he did know more than what he was saying. Um, Sometimes he tended to gaslight a little bit, but um, again, another story for another day, but he, uh, he was like, I had no idea. I'm like, I was miserable. We were together for like 10 years and it was it was bad and it yeah. and my mental health just was shitty. So then 
I got with my ex-boyfriend after, you know, we had with my ex-husband, I had two kids. We had a house. We were married at the time. Right. Um, and I was miserable. He, there was an incident that led up to basically like a couple months before the downfall of our marriage. Well, I ended up working with somebody who I had been friends with, mm-hmm. um, before, which was actually my best friend's ex-boyfriend. It's a really messed up situation. We're not going to get into all of that. <laughs> but like I loved his kids because they're my best friend's kids. Right. And it's a whole hot mess. And, you know, he, he, you know, he talked to me in the way that I needed to be talked to. Yeah. And he had his own things. So basically, if you haven't picked up on it, I want to help everyone mm-hmm. i want to fix everyone even yeah. if i don't realize that i'm doing it right so he you know he was at the time and i did not know he was using meth and i had no idea because he kept it a secret yeah. i had thought he was sober because he he has his own story but at that time i thought he was sto- he was sober um but he knew what to say i was in a vulnerable place and i'm not pinpointing this on him because I 100% was not in the right mind to even, I shouldn't have even thought about being with anybody else. I really should have just ended my marriage and worked on myself, but that's not how things happened. I saw this person who I could potentially have the life that I thought I needed, Mm -hmm. you know, to love and to be loved. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, he's promising the things that the other man didn't do. And I was like, yeah, let's go for it. I got divorced. That took a mental toll on me that I had not imagined. And my divorce was quick. Yeah. Um, my ex-husband, he didn't fight me on anything. It went super fast, but I love, I still to this day, love my Mm ex-husband, not in the way that would make a marriage work. You care about him. I care so deeply about him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's he's the father of your kids. He's the father of my children. And there are times where I just want to throat punch him for many reasons. But overall, I think he has a genuine heart. And, you know, he was just like Jekyll and Hyde, you know. And I, 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 there was the man I loved and then there was the man I hated. So when we got divorced, it was that sense of relief from the man I hated, but man, the my loss. the loss of my best friend. Yeah, you know the person I told everything to, yep. um, except for how I really felt apparently about <laughs> our marriage, except for the things that were important to the marriage, I guess. Um, so it was really hard, and my mental state just plummeted. Yeah. Um, the boyfriend at the time he was doing his thing and. He was lying to me about stupid shit, and that fucked with my head really bad. You know, oh, I took a shower. Bitch, you did not take a shower. Yeah, Yeah, I did. Where's your clothes? In the wash. I mean, I looked everywhere for his clothes. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. Nowhere. So if he's lying about that. Yeah. And then I find out that he's using. Yeah. And I catch him like three times. But I wanted to be loved, and I wanted to love. Mm Mm-hmm. And my kids deserved the world. And I was like, maybe I don't want to put them through this again. Maybe it'll be better. I'm like, so I would give them chance after chance. And then one day I was just like, you know what? What is the big deal? It's meth. I had no clue. Okay. I don't know. I literally like, I drank a little bit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
before. I wasn't even a big drinker because I was stupid. I just want to really emphasize. And I was stupid as a stoner because I tried that too. And it just didn't work for me. So I was like, this will be fine. Other people told me you'll be fine. Because I had talked to him, obviously. Which you trusted. Who I trusted. And then one other person who I trusted. You'll be fine. Okay, well, if I'm going to be fine, I'm only going to do it one time. Yeah. What's the big deal? Maybe I can relate yeah. and be like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. How can we work through it, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So there's a song called um, Chasing Dragons. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The dragon just unleashed and it was over. Mm-hmm. I chased that high. So, like, I chased it. And the really fucked up thing is at the time I was working for the Center for Youth and Family Solutions. So I was working in a place where I was supervising visits for parents who were addicted to meth. Yeah. Right? I'm like, this is messed up. I knew it was messed up. But the high was something I had never experienced before. And it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. And I stayed up way too long because I kept smoking. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't want to lose it. And I stayed up. And I should not have. I should have went to bed. But I stayed up. And then I had to smoke more. Yeah. You know, to stay up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it starts wearing off. And of course, I'm driving because I'm stupid Um, (laughs) during that time, especially. And I finally, like, I have a couple days off and I'm like, oh, I could do it again. It's not a big deal. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not a huge deal. I just won't do it again for a couple days after. I'll only do it on the weekends is what I think I said. Um, not a huge deal. I'll do it on the weekends. Doesn't work. That Doesn't way. work that way. And he, and he made it. So it's like I had the candy man living in my home and I'm like, Oh, I see why you like it, but he could control it. And that's what I think the crazy thing is, is that I looked at him. He had gained weight. He was sleeping. He was eating. He, he was fine. You wouldn't have known. I didn't know. Right. But again, I was very naive. Mm-hmm. to what that looked like. Um, but I was like, eh, I'll just do it on the weekends, whatever. It's fine. Candyman's living here. It's cool. I'll be fine. I was not fine. I ended up getting in a motorcycle accident and um, I was off of work and I was getting um, like I had Aflac. <laughs> so I got like money. Yeah. Right. I didn't have to worry about that. And I, my addiction spiraled quick. It grabbed a hold of me. You got bored. Oh my gosh. And it was, I was in pain. Yeah. And they put me on fentanyl. Oh boy. Yeah. And actually, I'm glad I didn't take the fentanyl because it makes pain medication makes you constipated. And that's not the life I choose to live. (laughs) So I was like, well, I don't want nothing to that because I had morphine before and it made me like, it was like yeah. hell yeah. and I was like I don't know about this yeah. so I'm actually glad I didn't take the fentanyl because I would have I would have been speedballing yeah. and yeah that's a whole nother level mm-hmm. so I really you know this what led up to this addiction my downfall was like this process yeah. of not just one event but like a series of events mm-hmm. And a series of mental health issues that I didn't, that I didn't recognize or talk about. Why didn't you? 
Um, Why be- didn't you talk about it? Because you don't want to admit it. Yeah, you don't. Do you? you don't. No, it's so dirty when it's you do. So dirty. I remember I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. I had suicidal ideation, and I'm I'm diabetic, so I'm not going to go into full detail of it because I don't want to plant thoughts in anybody else's head. But let's just say I'm diabetic. Yep. And I figured out a way to make it happen mm-hmm. to where it didn't look like it happened. Yep. And you know, I raised my life insurance policy. I made sure the goods were going to be okay. And I was like, okay, I got it in my head. I'm like, I'm not going to commit suicide, but if I die, I die, I die. Yeah. And who am I going to talk to about that? My, at the time it was. You don't have anybody. Yeah. You don't talk to anybody about that. You don't talk to anybody about that. No. Because what, what are they going to do? First of all, you think, what are they going to do? They're gonna, first off, they're going to judge you, and then they're going to put you in a psych ward. Exactly. Which yeah. I might have been off better in a psych ward, but at the time, you're That's like... the last thing you want to do is go to a psych ward. Yeah. Or they're going to be like, why would you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you have to be depressed about? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Everything. <laughs> Life. <laughs> Life? Hey, man. I just went through some shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? And my best friend... I mean, she's amazing, and I love her to pieces. Uh, she has always – okay, so I'm very lucky. I have a lot of – I had my what I call my ride or dies. I had quite a few of them. Those changed, by the way, Yep. pre, during, and post. Um, but I knew I had people I could reach out to. But you didn't. But I didn't because no. I, cause I didn't even know why I was feeling that way. Right. How were they going to process it? They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't relate. No. So it's just like me. Mm-hmm. Like, hi. I'm over here by myself. I'll figure it out. <laughs> or I won't. Whatever. Because right. at that time, it's like, well, if I die. Mm, whatever. My kids will be okay. No. Yep. And they were going to go to my brother and Lexi. I already had it in my head. Not saying that they're dad. <laughs> no offense to their dad. But like in my head, it's like yeah. Ryan and Lexi. They'll take care of them. They'll take such good care of them. Yep. My mom and dad will take such good care of them. Yep. But I was like taking in consideration that my mom and dad are older. Not they're like fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're like <laughs> they're not that old. They're not that old. But I was like, you know, Ryan and Lexi could be there, and like between all of them, mm-hmm. between my family, these boys are going to be so good. Like my family, their dad, yep. Jess, my best friends. You know, like. They're golden. Like, yeah. it's good. So I was okay with it. I didn't have anything. Makes sense. It does. I mean, not in a good way, but, I mean, it does make sense. In a mean, distorted. Train of, yeah, you're trying to thought. Yeah. So is that like, so do you take any of your red lights and turn them into green lights? From that time? Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, because I think I'm able to relate to people in a what? I was gonna say I love how you you I saw them like on your face like you paused for a second and then that and then it hit you're like yeah 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 because I very much my life now is a green light from all of the red lights. Isn't that amazing? It really is because uh, because when you when you have an addiction and I will say this over and over again, I was very fortunate. That my addiction lasted a year. Yeah. You are very fortunate. Very fortunate. Not There's not a lot of people that can say that. No. And uh, I won't. You were blessed. I was 
very blessed. You're blessed that it lasted a year. Because I could not imagine putting the people I love through more than a year right. of what I put them through. And they didn't even know what was going on. Yep. They were like, something's weird. Something's off. Yep. But they couldn't quite pinpoint it because, of course, I'm not going to tell them. Right. My mental health is shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm addicted to meth. Yeah. <laughs> like Two things you do not talk to people about. No. So I was like, meh. But, oh, sorry. <laughs> my, my child is calling me. Uh, I'm sending him a text. So I forgot my phone wasn't on silent. My life, ladies and gentlemen. But, yeah, so I, I feel like every step of the way that I went, through like every step of the whole gradually getting addicted, um, being addicted, the recovery process, all of it helped me become like this person I am now Yep. and all the people I met on the way, good and bad. So what was your changing point? I got arrested. So I got arrested. Man, that does it. <laughs> it really, it really <laughs> does. But that's not the first time I got arrested. No, it, sometimes it takes It two, takes like two, three. Three, three was for me. <laughs> it was, I can't even remember. It was stupid. <laughs> like, I am such a dumbass, but that's fine. Um, But, because I got like arrested for, anyways, it doesn't matter. Because it was like stupid. Petty I get, shit. That's what I got hit for. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got arrested for going in abandoned houses. And it's so funny. Because I got arrested at an abandoned house. And I talked to people about it. And they're like. I go into abandoned houses. Yeah. And I was like, well, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's how you get arrested. That's how I got in trouble. And they're like, oh. but I was also taking shits. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just going into the house. I was no. stealing the shit that was in it. But it's like, okay, anyways, I'm not going to justify it. Because in the, at the time. At the time, it was justified. At the time, it was justified. Because we also like dumpster dived and shit. And yeah. when I saw the house, like a house, it's like a giant dumpster when it's abandoned. Yeah. And there's like a thick ass layer of dust on it. You're like, yeah, I don't. It's a hot mess. Anyway, so I spent, I went to jail in Stark County and I spent like three days there, um, got out, went home. There were police everywhere at my house from multiple counties. Oh boy. Oh yeah. We had Stark. We had Henry. We had people from Galesburg. We had... Galva police. We had, um, who else? We had the Black Hawk task force. I mean, it was, it was good times. Oh, my neighbors got a show. And I got to tell you, I felt so bad because my neighbor was pregnant. And I was like, Oh, when I was a little more sober, I was like, Oh my gosh, I should write her a note. I, I apologize to so many people when I finally got done being in jail, but we got, we went to Henry County, which that takes a lot. Oh my gosh, the amount of messages I sent. And it was, a lot of it was for my kids' sake, too. Yeah. I sent messages to parents of that were friends with my kids and parents that were in. I commend you for that. Thank you. That's that's actually phenomenal. I just, you know, my boys were innocent in the whole thing. And that's not who I am as a person. Like that, that year, that's, that wasn't the end result me. Right. That was a really weird version of myself that was slightly um, influenced by substances. <laughs> and when I say slightly, 
I mean, a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I did, I went through that and actually, and I think I said this before, um, I, it was at first it was, it was not by choice. I mean, it was by force. Yeah. Right. I think I, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice. Um, but as I got more sober and as I realized the gravity and not just the jail shit, like, cause I was facing prison time. I mean, God only knows anything could have happened in that moment. Yep. Um, but I realized my kids were gone. They were gone. I mean, they were with my parents and I saw them almost every day, but they were, they were on the verge of being just gone, gone, gone. And I could not lose them. No. So I did everything I could to get them back as quickly as I possibly could. And I worked for it and it wasn't a choice at first, but as I started to realize like it could have became a choice. Yeah. At some point. And it was a choice after a while, but exactly. at first it wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, it like probably the first month and a half, it was like, I mean, I didn't necessarily go, man, I'd really love to do some meth. But yeah. I was like, you know, you go through the withdrawals yeah. and you're uncomfortable with yourself. You're getting fat because you're gaining back all the weight you lost when you were on meth. <laughs> Nothing fits right. Your hair is a mess. I mean, I was a disaster. Yeah. And... I had to go in public. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted that. Um, but it became a choice because I saw like, oh shit. Like mm-hmm. things are, things are really real right now. Yeah. Um, and my kids, like my kids were the thought running through my mind. And I started to see that my life was going to be different and not in a bad way. But in a good way. Yeah. I that was the first time in probably twelve years, thirteen years, twelve. I don't know. I lose track of time. I don't even know what year it is sometimes. But that was my first time that I didn't have a significant other. Where so it, was, it was just you. It was just me. I didn't have to worry about anybody else but my children and myself. You had time for yourself. Yeah. I had a lot more time for myself than what I wanted mm-hmm. because I, like I said, I didn't have the kids at home. So, I mean, yeah, six months I was like, Pfft. oh boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned to get very comfortable with myself very quickly. You became patient with yourself. Yeah. That's when it really started. Yeah. yeah. And the hustle started. People are like, you're insane. I am a little insane. Mental health wise, I'm doing great. I have my moments, but I'm like a lot better than what I was. Um, but man, I learned to hustle because yeah. it's me. Nobody's yeah. spending my money but me. Right. The amount of money I've had stolen and like. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Oh my gosh. I don't even want to talk about it because it's very depressing. Um, And like there was a lot of things I paid. Like I had, I had so like present day that yeah. I had to pay. Mm-hmm from things from the years before but it was fine because i am capable of saying like if i want an undercut in my hair i can shave my whole head no one's gonna tell me any different yeah if i want to spend eight hundred dollars on back to school shopping which nobody wants to spend that by the way but But if i target (laughs) 
<laughs> it wasn't mm, part of it was at Target, but <laughs> and school shopping other places. Come on, but yes, yes, yeah. and it's like, but I can. I make sure my kids are taken care of, and don't get me wrong. Jacob, he does his part. I'm not downgrading what he does at all, downplaying what he does because right. he's Yeah, people gotta take it in mind that this is this is you. Yeah, this is me. This is your life. Yeah. Like just because you had a significant other, you know, that doesn't involve them. No, because and I think a lot of people think that because I'm in I work like three jobs and I'm going to school full time. And we do this. And we do this. So I, I do have a lot on my plate with being a single parent, but, and, but Jacob has his own things. Yeah. He does, he does what he can do within his abilities. And yep. I think some people forget that some people can only do what's within their abilities. Yeah. 1000%. You know, and we don't give each other enough credit for that. Fully and I'm, agree. And I'm going to give him enough credit. I'm going to give him the credit he deserves for that because he does what's in his abilities. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he can't. Yeah. And that's it okay. It happens. Yeah. And I had my time where I didn't. Yeah. You know? So right now, my I'm like full on. So would you say that throughout all this, it's made you more humble? Oh, 100% more humble. Isn't and that once, great? It is because once I start feeling unhumble <laughs> the opposite of humble yeah. i really like something always happens to where it's like no bitch you need to relax the universe puts you back really really quick but what's so like when you say that out loud though because that's like a cliche thing right like the universe yeah. speaks to you but when you're patient with yourself you pick up on little things that you probably normally wouldn't before. Exactly. Yeah. And I think another thing, a thing that I learned in counseling <laughs> with my stuff and that I've started to do because I am 100% a counselor in training. Like I've noticed that it's gotten really bad over the last couple of weeks where I'm just like, when I ask people if they need space, <laughs> do you need space for this? Do you want me to make space for you? Yeah. Um, do you need time grounding? Do you need, like, I get into this realm of, like, those kind of yeah. those kind of things. And I forgot what your question was because I got, like, stuck in my own head. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I don't know. The universe and patience and all of it ties in together. Because mm-hmm. the universe is kind of a cliche thing that people can think is cliche, but if you really think about it, the energy you put out is the energy you're going to get back. Absolutely. And the more calm I am and the more patient I am and Colton, I'm also going to, I'm also going to throw out some props to my little man Yeah. and Ethan. They both Ethan, because he is a trooper mm-hmm. 100%. And he gets me when I, he, he just, he knows and he asked me what I need from him, which is a really big thing for such a little person. It's phenomenal. It He's amazing. He's my, he's the counselor I don't talk to. He has a lot of empathy. He has so much empathy, but he, he grew up yeah. needing to pay attention. Yeah. 
and needing that. And that's really shitty to say because I feel really bad saying that. But that's. But, but you know what, though? The, the, like, the path that you are now going to be able to take him down. Mm-hmm. Kid's going to be phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. He is so much smarter than I am. Exactly. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Totally and it's. Get it. uh, and it's just amazing. And he. I don't know if he. We are very open. But I don't know if he fully understands. He won't until later. No, he won't. And when he has a kid. Yes. When he has a kid. And when he's gone through some things and I think his brain has blocked some of them out, which is good Mm -hmm. and bad at the same time. Yeah. Um, But I'm also a big fan, obviously, of counseling. So as soon as I find a counselor that I can send both of my children to, I will be sending them to a counselor because they both have experienced a lot of trauma and both have their own things they need to work on. Um, and I think it's important that they do that in a safe space that doesn't involve me since I was, ex- especially since I was involved in Yeah, because they need to be able it. to articulate in the things that they know about you in a way to get them off their chest without yes. having you there. Because if you're there, it's not going to happen. No. They're going to suppress it. Oh, 100%. And Ethan, one time he goes... <laughs> We were watching this thing and it was like childhood trauma. And I was like, do you have childhood trauma? And he goes, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just, just a bit. Just and I was like, buzz. I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's like, it's not, it's not all you. <laughs> it's not all you, mom. Some of it's dad too. No offense to the ex-husband. But he was like, mm. I'm like, yeah, okay. So um, I'm like, we'll see about getting you into a therapist. <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. Let's process this. Do we need, I'm like, do you want to talk about it? Because that's what I usually, when he says things, because he's got a very dark sense of humor like me. It's awesome. It is awesome. It is. It's how you make light of things. It is. And a lot of people don't get it. They're like, uh, and I'm like, no. Uh. I'm like, just <laughs> trust the process. It's fine. He's a little fucked up in the head like me. We get along just fine. Um, yeah. But I always ask him if he wants to make space. Do you want to talk about it? He doesn't. I respect it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so really, I mean, the takeaway from today, it, it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode. It's really just taking the time and the patience. And for me, it was a can't into a want. Yeah. And that's okay. The thing that people tend to forget is there's a lot of different models of addiction and models of addiction are why you are addicted. It's it's not always a disease. It's not always, you know, sometimes it's positive reinforcement from the drug Mm -hmm. and your chemicals. I mean, there's so many different models of addiction and what people don't seem to realize is there's so many different reasons why people get help and get into recovery. And there's so many different ways that people can recover. Yeah. And I want to really stress that it's not just going to AA meetings. It's not, just going into um, inpatient and outpatient. It's, Sometimes it's five days in jail. Sometimes it's hearing inside your head things need to be different. But there are people out there, and I really want to stress that real quick before we end this episode because I know it's like time. But I really want to stress that there are people out there who can help, there are resources. And I'm going to find a way to do this because I'm not really sure how, um, but 
I would, I'm going to try to find resources that we are able to share on here for people who want to reach out and get the help that they need, um, that may not know where to find them. You know, that's, that's something too, that when you brought up therapy, we talked about in one of the episodes with me. Yeah. Right. And I know there's a ton of you guys out there that are, that are going, eh, I don't know about the whole therapy thing. I was that person, and that sounds so cliche to say. And cliche has been our word in this episode. <laughs> we've moved it's a from fancy word. And we've moved from synopsis to so cliche. cliche. <laughs> but no, really, I mean, just try it. And don't be afraid to. And a lot of people think like, "Oh, I'm going to a counselor. I have to stick with this counselor, and mm-hmm. I don't like this." You don't. No, you don't. The thing is there, and one of the things I've learned is there's so many theories of counseling. Yeah. Everybody has their own way of doing counseling. I'm person centered. I partially person centered, but I grab from other make things. It phenomenal. Oh. You will. Thank you. <laughs> Stop it. Anyways, but I'm person-centered, so I'm like a giant cheerleader. Yeah. I'm like, I want to know, like, yeah. what do you want? Yep. Um, but there's so many different approaches, and if that approach doesn't work for you, it's okay to say, hey, thank you so much for this time, but I don't think it's going to work out, and to try somebody different. Yep. See, I'm I'm like, I'm crazy, and I know we got we got about three minutes left. I know I'm crazy when it comes to this. When I went to my therapist, I looked Kelly in the face and I said, I need you to just drill me. Like, don't pull any cards. Don't pull any punches. Just pin me down and start drilling me. Okay, that's that sounds so dirty. I know. But it's the truth. But effective. It is very effective. And sometimes it's pretty fucking brutal. But yeah, I truthfully, I'm sick and I enjoy the brutality of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another interesting fact to put in the Scott file. Right. Eats, has to take medicine with grapes and. Let's not bring that up. <laughs> um, also, like, it's okay to say, because I think some people don't realize this. It's okay to say, I don't want you to say anything. I just want to talk. Yep. Like, I need space mm-hmm. to have this conversation. And you can do that. And not only with your counselors, therapists, whatever, you can do that with people in your life too. And it's okay to ask for it. And if they're not able to give it to you, this is their out. And it helps relieve some of the burden Yep. of, oh my gosh, I don't want to burden these people with my problems. Well, if they can't deal with it, they'll tell you when you're asking for that space. And I know it sounds weird, but it's effective and it, it's a polite way. It's a very polite way of saying, I'm in a moment where I need help. Yeah. And I'm coming to you, and I'm okay if you can't help me. Yep. So that's our that's our little little bit for <laughs> That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Yes. And so this is going to be the end um, of our podcast for today. Thank you all for listening to Recovery Loudly.